Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rick Allen, CIO at Southern Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Allen talks about what he learned from Ed Marks about the value of relationships, the loop he was thrown for right after starting the CIO position, and how he's working to bring more relevance to IT. That speaks highly, too, of, of the former CIO to be able to really open up to you and, you know, talk about the things that went wrong. Because I, I don't imagine that that's an easy thing to do. No. And, 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 you know, I think part of it is you're not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily admitting weakness. Right. Just here's what happened. Yeah. You know, here's what I wasn't able to do and here's why I wasn't able to do it kind of thing. Yeah. So now when you did step in, um, was there more turnover, like, you know, as far as the, the, the staff that worked for you, or, like, how did, how was that? No, the, the, the staff that's here has been here, they're fairly long-tenured. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an opening that we hired a security analyst right after I started. Other than that, we haven't had an opening in IT at all. Okay. And uh, can you walk through a little bit just, like, how you approach the staff when when you did take over, just as far as, you know, how you um, built relationships and things like that? I, uh, I've taken a – there's somebody that I actually look up to very much that's a CIO at a major organization. Well, up until recently was a CIO of a major organization that really talked about interpersonal relationships, and it, it's Ed Marks and, you know, from Texas mm-hmm. Health Resources. Right. Um, you know, and he's a very interpersonal person. He's very much – you know, he cares about the people that work for him. Then the CIO that I worked for for the 12 years that I was at the other organization is very much in that same mold. He's he's much more caring about people than he is about technology. The technology's there, and he has to be there as part as being a CIO and being an IT person. So I, I really have patterned myself after them. So I I really reach out, and I've got regular staff meetings with my direct reports, and I meet regularly with all the people in the department. I tend to walk around quite a bit and just get out and talk to them. Yeah. I mean, there, you, have, you get to that point where you have, to, you have to have that interpersonal relationship there to be able to ask them to do things. The other side of it is I'd never ask them to do anything that I'm not willing to get out and do myself. So when it comes down to writing a report or a dashboard, if I have to sit and bang through it myself, I have to sit and bang through it myself just to show them that I'm willing to and I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good person to to learn from. Um, Ed Marks is uh, so highly respected, and I think that that's really is one of the reasons is that you know the, the ability to uh, to build relationships and be genuine about it. Well, we we've, we've been on we were on a few like three customer advisory boards together. Mm-hmm. So I got kind of a you know just I won't say it was a great relationship with him, but you know we we had interacted some. So yeah. it wasn't that it was just somebody that I happened to read online. You know, somebody that I actually had a, some part of a relationship with. So it yeah. was it was a great person to build on. So when they went through the whole Ebola crisis that they went through last year, you know, yeah. I reached out I reached out to just to let him know that there was support out amongst his peers. That yeah. you know, if there's anything that we could do or anything that I could do, I was there for him just because the, he meant, you know, what 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 I got from him meant that much for me, that much yeah. to me. It made me feel as though I should reach out and provide that same level of support. Right. Okay. And now you said uh, the, the current CEO started about a month or two after you did? A month after I did. Well, actually three after. weeks. Okay. Um, now that was something that you didn't know ahead of time that they nope. 
didn't didn't know that one till I got till I got the uh, the call to come to the the current CEO's office, and he told me that he had just that he had just announced his retirement. Oh wow! Okay, that'll throw a curveball into things. Yeah, that, that now you start talking about wanting to second guess a decision. Yeah. Well, that's when you start second guessing a decision. Oh yeah, sure. That's yeah, that that's definitely a tough one, but I guess uh you have to just kind of move forward and um you know, feel out the new new person and then kind of go from there. Well, and and the upside is <clears throat> so and and I'll go ahead and use the names. The hospital that I worked at before was Gwinnett Medical, which is on the northeast side of Atlanta. And it covers Gwinnett County, Georgia, which is on the northeast Atlanta metro. Um there's one other hospital in the county, and it's Eastside Medical Center, and it's an old HCA Emory partnership. Okay. The CEO that was there is the one that's here now. So she actually was the direct competitor. So I actually knew of her. I really hadn't interacted with her, but I knew of her and had heard enough because she was in the very same community. Like, it's the closest hospital to my house is where she was, the CEO. Okay. So it made it a little easier because it was somebody that I actually had a fairly decent knowledge of. While we haven't met, you know, while we hadn't met, I didn't know a, a lot about her. Yeah, and I guess like having somebody who who's from the or at least knows the area, experience with the area, um, is uh, is helpful. Yeah. Well, and you know the community, and you know the physicians, and you know the the mindset in the area. I mean, it's just it's a it becomes a whole. There, there's a lot that you bring to the table by being from the from the you know being local. Right, right. All right. So, um, as far as uh, some of the other um, initiatives on your plate, what are the uh, the really big priorities? Because well, I know there are many, but what are what's really well? You know, the the, right the, the the two big, truly the two big ones for us is the changes that are I'm expecting any day to be finalized for meaningful use. Because yeah. we're stage one, year two. They were very late attesting, so you know we're in, we're still in stage one. Um, right. With the modified stage two being what's expected, there are a lot of things that we didn't have on our radar that I now have to not only have on our radar but have it done by October first so that we can attest right. this year. To make it even better, that happens to be another one of those drop dead dates for the other nightmare that I'm living is ICD-10. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we just we did a um a system upgrade last week for our ambulatory surgery center that brought it to ICD ICD-10 compliant. And I mean, we're just we're what 3 months away, 4 months away. Yeah. And I'm still doing upgrades to systems to get them to get them compliant. And I have one still outstanding that we have to get scheduled and get done. Right. Then we you know, we've done most of the work to ensure that, you know, everything Everything else is working. We've checked all of our reports. We've checked all of our interfaces. We've done all those works. So all the system work is done. Then it, just, it then it's going to come down to it becomes really a medical records project at that point to get training done and get the culture change that needs to be in place for documentation. Yeah. But there are system there are system settings that are going to go in to help cement the culture change that's needed. So I'm very involved in ICD-10, and then with the meaningful use things, you know, we've got We've got to bring up there. There are pieces of meaningful use, both at the technical level, like da- encryption of the, you know database encryption for yeah. Meditech, you know, from at that at that level through getting e-prescribing rolled out. So we've got some fairly big things that we have to accomplish between now and October first. Yeah, and uh, just with uh, with that 
kind of confluence of the, these two huge things. Um, how do you manage that just as far as, you know, uh, whether it's with delegating or prioritizing, but how do you, how do you manage that when you have this, this huge October coming up? I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, you know, I'm kind of managing it as a program manager where I've, I'm delegating some of the project management pieces and some of the project work to the directors. I've got two directors in the department. I've got a director of application services, director of tech services. So I'm handing them the things that are appropriate for each. And then I'm, I'm kind of um, air traffic controlling to make sure that everything stays moving the way that it should. Yeah. You know, the upside is the, the person that was here before, like I said, we really haven't had turnover, left a very good team. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got a team that, that I truly can lean on to help get things done, and they're, they've bought in on the vision. They've bought in on where I think I want to try, try to take the place and what we want to do with IT and how we want to try to bring more relevance to IT within the organization. And they're they're right there with me, so we're you know we're all aligned and moving in the same way, which helps the staff come along also. Right. And what are some ways you're you're looking to do that, just as far as bringing more more relevance to IT? Well, it goes back to just the things we were talking about. It's it's getting data out of the system and get it back in front of people. It's yeah. it's rolling out new functionalities. Um, you know, when I started. Another major accomplishment that we've that we've worked through in the months that I've been here is we did a conversion from GroupWise, our old email system. We migrated everything to Office 365, so we've rolled everybody over to a new email system with new functionality and provided training. And we've had someone you know build training videos that are very you know very tailored to how we do business, and have those posted to an intranet site. So you know it's those things that we're we're adding new functionality, we're adding new tools for, for them. And while we're doing that, we're making sure that the training's in place. We're making sure communications out there, and then we'll we'll start building on that base framework. Right. And now, when you look at your your um, the strategy for uh, you know meeting the meaningful use requirements, is that something where you had to kind of bring different functions under IT, like you talked about before, or um, what's what's kind of the the, the strategy for that? Um. That's the one piece that hasn't been able to be consolidated yet. Right. Uh, I think I do think it's well underway, but it's just not done yet. Is um, all the nursing informatics and the clinical informatics teams? Right. So we work. Very, I work very closely with the director of clinical informatics to make mm-hmm. sure that we're both uh, both aligned and we're measuring to where we are, where we need to be. You know, we work together to pull this big presentation together for here's here's what the old. Um, meaningful use requirements were, here's what the new ones are, and here's where we stand on each, and here's what it's going to take for us to meet them. So, you know, we, we did this whole document, this whole roadmap document to give to leadership so that everybody understands the work effort that's going to be required for us to get there. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.